the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Point in the Senate impeachment trial is whether the president prevented staff from answering subpoenas from House committees during their investigation. The president's attorney says the staff was not compelled to testify. House impeachment manager Gerald Nadler says President Trump defied the will of Congress by preventing staff from testifying before House committees. To defy all subpoenas is to say, I am the dictator, Congress has no right to information, and Congress cannot act. Presidential counsel Pat Philbin says that argument holds no water, as Chairman Adam Schiff had no power to compel witness testimony. There was no uh, standing authority giving manager Schiff's committee the authority to use the power of impeachment to issue compulsory Process. President Trump's defense team resumes their arguments Monday afternoon. Bernie Bennett, Capitol Hill. The new viral illness being watched with a wary eye around the globe has accelerated its spread in China, 56 deaths so far. This- Eric Metaxas wants people to try to open their minds. A lot of people have been upset with me for my support of the president. I think, well, try to understand why. Anytime somebody says, oh, you're just selling your soul for political power, it's just kind of funny that people say that as though like they know that's true. And I think, look, if you know me, I would like to think that you'd at least know that, that I would never want to do anything like that. So maybe it's worth trying to understand what I'm saying. Let, let's try. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent radio. Snelling Heating supports our annual Holes for Heroes live broadcast from Medicine Lake in Plymouth on Saturday, February 1st. Join Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network from 1 to 3 as they broadcast from our Fish House mobile studios. Visit am1280thepatriot.com for event details. The broadcast is sponsored by Snelling Heating. Let's take a look at your Twin Cities forecast from the Ray Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. we got cloudy skies today with a high of 29, and we got Mitch Berg on a Sunday coming up right now on The Patriot. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. It's the shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. You could tell by the opening theme this that I am, I'm not Brad Carlson. Brad Carlson, in fact, uh, was good enough to switch with me, and so hence he's off on assignment today. I was off on assignment yesterday, uh, hence uh, Brad and I are switching today. Uh, I'm Mitch Berg, normally heard Saturdays from 1 to 3 on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, uh, beginning a two-week stint here on the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, because Brad and I, well, we're not switching next week. Uh, we'll be uh, Saturday. Next uh, Saturday, we'll be doing our annual stint out on the ice at Holes for Heroes. Much more about that as we go along here today. And then uh, we'll be doing our 
annual ritual of me filling in for Brad while he does his uh, Super Sunday bacchanalia. I figure Super Sunday isn't the World Series, ergo doesn't quite worth, uh, warrant my attention, at least that much attention. It's also a great uh, day to go out and find lots of space in stores and parking lots so I can get, uh, get, get all of my needful done without too much uh, human contact needed because everyone is bunkered down for the Super Bowl. Perfect day for a part-time agoraphobiac. Anyway, I'm not an agoraphobiac. Unlike a lot of radio people, I kind of enjoy crowds and people and kind of an extrovert and I kind of like getting out of the studio. But, oh, it's nice to have a Sunday at the grocery store where you're not battling the crowd and next week should be it, except, of course, for the snack aisle. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. Yesterday, I was at the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus's annual meeting. And by the way, if you were there with me, uh, first of all, great to run into a bunch of listeners out there. A couple of people looked me up and said, hey, I'm glad to hear you. Uh, glad to hear you on the air. I've been listening to you for years. And in particular, that audience, we had a couple of people who said, I'm, I'm really glad that you're on the air because you are the only person in Twin Cities media who covers Second Amendment issues uh, consistently and regularly other than say the folks on armed america radio it's it's true i do cover the issue a lot not because i'm a one-trick pony but because i will have said this in the past on on my broadcast i uh, i i do regard the second amendment as a bellwether issue in government legislators politicians who are fudgy uh, fuzzy dodgy uh less than completely forthright in their support for the second amendment in my experience, tend to be likewise a little dodgy on all of our other civil rights, speech, religion, press, assembly, due process, and so forth and so on. Ryan Winkler likes to play it fast and loose with the Second Amendment. You may be assured that when he has the power to do so, he'll do the same with all the other amendments, except as convenient for furthering DFL power. Therefore, to me, the Second Amendment is a big litmus test, along with, by the way, defending unpopular speech. It's easy to defend the popular speech if we if the speech everyone agrees with doesn't need a defense. We wouldn't need a First Amendment if all speech was 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 equally acceptable to everyone anyway. So I do cover the issue a lot. It was great being in a full house room full of the good guys and gals yesterday at the Mermaid up in Moundsview. Uh, great crowd, great uh, motivation. You could feel the energy in the room. You can tell. We shooters here in Minnesota, we Second Amendment ad advocates are uh, facing what is going to be a difficult session. Again, we have a Democrat governor, a Democrat House of Representatives, and a two-vote margin, three, two or three-vote margin right now in the Senate. And we are heading not only towards what is going to be a fraught legislative session, but an election that is, at least when it comes to the rights of the law-abiding gun owner, Yet again, going to be for all the marbles. We have to make this work here, folks. If you are a gun owner, you need to get involved with the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus and uh, and make that involvement count. Get out there to the Capitol during the rally days. Get out there to the Capitol during the hearings. And above all, contact your state legislators uh, every time that there is a significant bill out. Let them know you're not for walking over. Anyway, it was a big week in general, not just the annual meeting of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, Minnesota's real gun rights group, but for gun rights uh, advocates nationwide, it was it was a big week uh, as the rally in Richmond, Virginia, against the uh, governor 
Blackface McMinstrel's uh, barrage of anti-gun legislation uh, resulted in a lobby day at the Virginia State Assembly this past Monday, Martin Luther King Day. And it was interesting to watch the reactions, big media and the left. Uh, we, we talked about this last week on my Saturday show. Big media and the left were, were predicting violence. In fact, you could kind of read between the lines. They were, they were hoping for violence for, for the same reason, in part, that the media always looks for violence. I mean, it sells papers. It gets people to tune in to cable cast that otherwise nobody really cares about. It, it makes them relevant. It makes them matter. And the news that broke early, late last week, not this past week, but the week before, the week before Martin Luther King Day, uh, of a three uh, yahoos, two of them from Maryland, one from Canada, who were arrested uh, allegedly, ostensibly, on their way to Richmond, with uh, a trunk full of white supremacist sentiment and firearms, ostensibly to do mayhem, uh, was brooded around as evidence of a vast conspiracy of people attending to come to Virginia and storm the Capitol in the name of white supremacy. Because for any argument that a progressive is losing for which Climate change isn't the answer. White supremacy is. You see, all answer, all, all arguments to someone who is a genuine progressive as opposed to liberal can be answered by either refer, uh, referring to climate change, white supremacy, or both. I'm being facetious, and yet I'm not being all that facetious at all. In, in a world where the Babylon Bee is America's foremost and most honest news source. It's, we're almost beyond parody out there. Anyway, the rally happened. Thousands of law-abiding Virginians, many of them armed, many of them very visibly armed and somewhat peeved by the uh, goings-on in Richmond, uh, were photographed in 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 absolute uh, lavish media coverage for everyone that walked in there with a goofy look and camouflage and carrying a gun because big media audibly slavered for the thought that someone was going to bust loose shooting. You could practically hear them praying to the media gods for some nutcase to bust loose. But it never happened. I mean, and what it didn't happen, as you got down to the end of the day and tens of thousands of Virginians and people from all up and down the eastern seaboard, the eastern half of the country, frankly, of all races, creeds, colors, religions, persuasions, orientations, gathered, some of them armed, most of them not visibly, and nothing happened. Big media and the left, pardon my redundancy, seemed almost disappointed that the rally at the state capitol passed not only without any kind of incident, but in fact, exactly as every knowledgeable commentator on the subject had been predicting for weeks, utterly peaceful, utterly without incident, utterly, completely, totally, 120% to the credit of the respect for law and order of the law-abiding gun owner. 
with nothing remotely close to violence. And despite weeks of the media gaslighting the public about white supremacy, or was it climate change? Oh, it was probably both. (laughs) I mean, there's a study out there, I'm sure somewhere, uh, showing that that climate change is, is sparking mass murders. Oh, wait, there is. Anyway. Uh, by the way, a crowd showed up that I'm going to bet a dollar is more racially diverse and integrated than a Protect Minnesota or Moms Demand Action or Minnesota Reformer meeting. Certainly, their executive committees. <laughs> Certainly more diverse and integrated than uh, the ELCA's Ignite <laughs> uh, f- f- Group of writers. That's that's by the way the ELCA's anti-gun uh, website, which is as lily white, upper middle class, and Minnesota nice suburban as well. Pretty much every gun grabber in the state of Minnesota. And I, in watching the event and the coverage, especially of the events in Richmond this last week, I, I had a little sense of deja vu, and the deja vu came from. 10 years ago, during the glory days of the Tea Party. And I was intimately involved in the Tea Party. I enthusiastically called myself a Tea Party Republican. I was. The Tea Party was an attempt to drag the GOP back to its small L libertarian, big C conservative roots, to focus on rolling back spending and regulation and interference in our lives, largely initially to fight against Obamacare. And went on from there to to fight against an awful lot of government intrusion, frankly, on both sides of the aisle, which the establishments on both sides of the aisle could not brook. I mean, the Democratic Party, of course, but also the K Street establishment of the Republican Party were terrified at the thought of a a completely unregulated, completely organic grassroots movement uh, coming up and actually trying to push policy that they were not ready for on both sides. So the thought of a grassroots movement that was not actually fomented by them for their benefit made them completely crazy. And they spent a year or two gaslighting the public into thinking that the most, well, in in the case of the Tea Party, the most inclusive, idealistic political movement of my lifetime was either depending on which side of the aisle you're on, either racist or part of the establishment, depending on who the targets were. That, that, was, that was part of it. The other, the other thing that gave me the sense of deja vu, not, not just the, the idea of organic grassroots Americans being gaslit about their motivations by our, quote, elites, end quote, was the idea that you had the governor of Virginia audibly panting for violence to break out, notwithstanding the fact that that law-abiding gun owners are the safest people in this country, statistically, head for head. You can blather your way around it if you want, but I mean, law-abiding gun owners, people with carry permits nationwide, are one-sixth as likely per capita to commit crimes of any kind as the police are, and the police themselves are one-seventh as likely. You do the math. 
a person nationwide, coast to coast, of any race, creed, and color is one forty-second as likely to be, commit any kind of a crime at all, violent or not, as the general public. At least any kind of crime that would disqualify them from their right to keep and bear arms. We knew this would happen. So any notion that it wasn't was pure and simple gaslighting. And, oh, yes, it's back. We'll talk more about that when we come back. We also have a very, very busy show, show today. i got to talk with you about the rest of that. I, I, we barely scratched the surface here. Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson, who's off on assignment today. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. There was completely wasting out of working down all Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-958-2156. That's 800-958-2156. Hi, I'm Kirby Scurot. And I'm Christina, and we're realtors with REMAX Results. We have a proven system for selling your home for top dollar called the Worry-Free Listing System. The truth is our sellers sell for more money and less time, and our reviews back up the experience our clients have when they work with us. We put our sellers in control because we offer flexibility in our process and our fees. You can even sell your home yourself and pay nothing. And if you're not happy with us, then fire us. However, I know you'll be happy because our listings sell 50% faster than the market average, and most of our listings sell for full price or more. Our team helps over 500 happy clients each year. We're not trying to brag. We're applying for a job. We want to be your realtors. So if you want to sell your home for more money and less time, call our team at 612-444-1100. And don't forget to ask about our instant offer program where you can get an all-cash offer on your home in as little as 48 hours. We offer flexibility, no upfront fees, and you can cancel anytime. Kirby and Christina Skurat, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Start packing. AM 1280, The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, Mitch Berg, in for Brad Carlson, who's off on assignment. 
I'll be back as usual next week with Brad uh, going for our, I think, 10th year running out on Medicine Lake. I think the first time out there was 2010, 2011. I think Ed was still on the show back then, so it would have had to have been 2011. Anyway, 10th year at least out on the ice. Probably ninth with Brad. Anyway, uh, we're looking forward to it. We always do. It's always a fun, fun show. It's going to be interesting to see if we wind up having to take the amphibious vehicles out there next week. Uh, it's supposed to be a warmish week, and the last time it was this warm... Yeah, vehicles were not allowed on the ice unless they were amphibious. So that should be an interesting uh, week next week. Have to see what happens. Anyway, we are scheduled to be out on the ice uh, for Holes for Heroes, one of our favorite events every year. Uh, Snelling Heating, by the way, is supporting our annual Holes for Heroes live broadcast from Medicine Lake in Plymouth next Saturday. Brad and I will be out there from 1 to 3 as we broadcast from the Fish House Mobile Studios you can't get much more Minnesota than that. Holes for Heroes is an annual ice fishing tournament created to honor our veterans both at home and abroad. It's free for all vets and their immediate families. Visit am1280thepatriot.com for event details. And, by the way, the broadcast is brought to you by our good friends at the Snelling Company, which means we'll be hearing from our old friend Phil Crinky, a former Dr. No of the state of uh, Minnesota uh, legislature of the uh, Minnesota House uh, when we're out there. Always a highlight talking with Phil again here. Anyway, talking about the event, by the way, we have a huge broadcast coming up today. Coming up uh, sometime later this hour, we're going to be talking with John Gizzi of Newsweek magazine. He's going to be coming to town to speak at the annual banquet for the Legislative Evaluation Assembly coming up next month. Our good friend John Augustine has uh, fixed us up there with a discussion with John Gizzi from Newsweek, who's going to be talking about his 40 years of covering Washington, D.C. for a variety of publications now, Newsweek. Uh, next hour, we're going to be talking with Shane Meckland of the Minnesota State Legislature from the New House Caucus, talking about a move to make Sherburne County a sanctuary county for the Second Amendment. That's going to be a fun one. And uh, later on next hour, we're going to be talking with Lisa Sinna from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus about the about the hearings this last week in Hibbing. Uh, for the Senate, uh, Minnesota State Senate holdings hearings in Hibbing about uh, gun policy. You saw an awful lot of good, solid, hardworking Minnesota gun owners up in Hibbing last week, and a bunch of ringers carted in from the Twin Cities by and from Duluth, in some cases, by the anti-gun crowd, the gun grabbers, who spent uh, the time after the hearing gaslighting uh Minnesota about the activities of the law-abiding gun owners. We'll we'll come back to that with Lisa Sinna next uh, hour. Anyway, talking last hour about the feelings of deja vu that I had watching the media coverage and the actual events in Richmond, Virginia this past week on Martin Luther King Day, and, and it reminded me of something that I think every American with a conscience and a sense of critical thinking needs to remember. This past week, you had the governor of Virginia doing his best to trump up false alarm about a crowd of people to try to not just trump up false alarm, but to demonize in advance, to commit collective defamation against a a mass of Americans, the law-abiding gun owner, that has proven through the generations to be more law-abiding, more concerned with public order, more neat in every way than the average American. And and just like the Tea Party 10 years ago, which was similarly maligned by similar elites on both sides of the aisle, but mostly the Democrats, 
they even cleaned up after themselves. The gun, the tens of thousands of lawful, law-abiding gun owners in Virginia left Richmond cleaner than it was when they arrived, just as the Tea Party did 10 years ago. I spoke at three Tea Party rallies back in the day. This is habitual behavior on the part of the Tea Party, just like gun owners today at all gun rallies. We leave the place cleaner than it was when we came. If any, you could hold a gun rally in Detroit, and Detroit would come out fixed up, at least in part, uh, at least as much as you can do in a day. And, and yet you saw, similarly, last year in Oregon, you had the mayor of Portland and Oregon state government roll out the red carpet for a group that is committed to committing violence on dissenters. The the anti-fa, the, the so-called anti-fascists who uh, gathered last year in Portland and basically spent their days beating up dissenters, finding people who didn't look like they agreed with them and pounding the stuffing out of them, including uh, our good friend Annie Huen, the, the, uh, the, the conservative alternative journalist uh, who got pummeled on the streets. They, they, big left rolls out the welcome mat for them, as they did here in Minnesota during the March for Trump uh, two years ago, three years, three years ago this week. Uh, no, three years ago this coming March, March 4th, 2017. The, quote, anti, end quote, fa thugs, domestic terrorists to bum-rushed peaceful Republicans at the Minnesota State Capitol. No problem. Hey, they call themselves anti-fascist. They must be good guys, they say. In the meantime, uh, and, and this is what you saw in Portland, Oregon this last year as well, where uh, the, the, the mayor of Portland refused to to pay any attention to the fact that a group that has pledged itself to commit violence uh, against people it disagrees with and carries out that threat every chance it gets, every place it goes, is perfectly fine, but the law-abiding gun owner is a threat to be watched out for. Again, feels like the glory days of the Tea Party. Uh, Virginia Governor Blackface McMinstrel, who has been presiding for this ever since he got elected over the most ghastly bit of government overreach, I can recall in recent years, needed to paint this vast law-abiding majority of gun owners as, as depraved would-be potential evildoers just waiting for their moment to cut loose. And as usual, every stinking word of it was a lie. A smear. It is, again, collective defamation. Statistically, you are safer in a room full of carry permit holders, people who've passed background checks and here in Minnesota have had to prove they know the law, than you are in a room full of cops. All due respect to cops. But law-abiding gun owners are less likely to shoot you by mistake. Which, by the way, not a riff on cops. Cops arrive at the scenes of crimes and episodes and domestic violence. Uh, when things are at their most heated, they have to make a call under extreme pressure on the fly. And, and it's only human. They're going to get some of them wrong. They have the legal cover to do that. For good reason, usually. We, the law-abiding gun owner, 
do not have any such legal cover, so we have to be right because nobody's looking out for us. Anyway, statistics are there, folks. As far as white supremacy, I can't say my response on the radio. Uh, the, The history of the gun control movement is rooted, going back to Reconstruction in racism. It was not law-abiding gun owners that denied Reverend Martin Luther King on whose birthday uh, this protest took place. It was not gun owners that denied Martin Luther King a permit to carry a gun, even after he'd gotten death threats for him and his family, which, by the way, they did to every other black applicant in Birmingham, Alabama in the 1950s and early 1960s. It was the evil National Rifle Association that stood with Dr. Martin Luther King, Allowing his volunteer bodyguards to train at their firing range, which, by the way, was the only desegregated one in the D.C. area in 1960. Giving him ammunition at cost. There's a little bit of Martin Luther King trivia. No, the Richmond rally was peaceful. There there were signs of white supremacists, of course. Uh, There were pictures of Governor uh, Northam in blackface there. So there was the only evidence of any white supremacists there. Or in the sense that everyone that big left wants to shut up, to cancel, to shun is a, quote, white supremacist or, quote, global warming climate change denialist. They're pretty much interchangeable these days. Uh, Actual white supremacy as in hatred of and wish to subjugate non-whites? No. Less than among the general public. Look, I get it. A good chunk of our society was raised to be terrified of guns. I grew up in a non-gun household. The TV shows I grew up around in the 70s and 80s treated gun ownership like it was a character flaw. I changed. And in fact, there are excellent signs going out there that that society as a whole is changing. That in fact, the law-abiding gun owners coast to coast outside of the hardest blue enclaves are winning the battle for the culture in a viral sense. I changed. Much of our culture has changed. Elite culture and politics, however, and I say that with full sarcasm, did not. And Governor McMinstrel is clearly terrified by the genie that he's let out of the bottle. They're ramming through their proposals as fast as they can now that they see real Virginia, all which, by the way, the residents of all but six counties that are controlled by the Democrats, uh, that, that won, by the way, their last election by uh, a hair, almost entirely because of Mike Bloomberg's money. Oh, they're moving as fast as they can. This is the overreach I warned you about, folks. <laughs> Much more when we come back. John Gizzi, when we return, Northern Alliance. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. The start of a brand new year is a great time to make changes and improvements. So if you've got cracked teeth, missing teeth, or loose old wobbly dentures, then ImplantMiracle.com invites you to get a brand new smile and save a lot of money with beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants as low as $2,499 per tooth. Other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth. But at ImplantMiracle.com, our price is as low as $2,499 per tooth. That's a great deal. Plus, 
we offer free consultations, free standard x-rays, and easy payment options to fit your budget. So as we begin a brand new year, do something nice for yourself by not overpaying for dental implants. Instead, come to ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where implants are very affordable. For more information, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. Whether you're just testing the waters of digital marketing or already have a plan in place that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. Face it, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. We are there, day one with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the Liberty Bell and its crack. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, we just recently launched our daily newsletter, the Daybreak Insider. Your first look at today's top stories. You get a rapid-fire look at today's news from a conservative viewpoint, detailed yet concise. You only got a couple of minutes to catch up with today's top stories before getting the kids off to school or whatever you got to do in the morning. We've created the Daybreak Insider just for you. Subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Use keyword subscribe for those moments when you need news that isn't satire. Otherwise, I go to the Babylon Bee. However, with us to talk about the further evolution of the media, uh, it's my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast from Newsmax, uh, John Gizzi, uh, who's the chief political uh, correspondent at Newsmax. Uh, By the way, uh, John Gizzi will be appearing at the Legislative Evaluation Assembly's 2020 Awards Banquet coming up on February 18th. More details on that in a moment. First of all, let's go right back to uh, John. Welcome to the broadcast today. Uh, pleasure to be here, Mitch. Thank you for having me, and it's great to talk to the great Gopher State. It is. Great to have you here as well, John. Uh, where, by the way, where are you calling us from today? I'm calling you from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., also known as the work-free drug place. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Where, where you have been uh, working uh, for quite some time now, you are, uh, of course, chief political correspondent for Newsweek. You have uh, worked covering the White House for, if, I, if I'm doing the math correctly, going back to uh, the Carter administration. Do I have that right, or did you pick up during yes, the Reagan? you certainly do. <laughs> That's right. Um, 
Carter's administration was when I first came to Washington as a very young reporter. And from Carter until George W. Bush, I would occasionally get a day pass to go to the White House, uh, which many reporters have. Finally, in 2001, um, the Bush White House gave the publication I worked for, Human Events, a permanent hard pass. And um, then I became a full-time member of the White House Press Corps. And you've seen me at briefings under the last three presidents uh, when they were televised, and as well as other events that are put on at the White House. So um, there you go, 40 years in less than a minute. Not bad. <laughs> it's not bad at all. You could, could almost make it in radio. And by the way, about that same time, I was starting in the radio business uh, about 40 years ago this past summer. Granted, I was a, a sophomore in high school at the time. but And I've spent a good chunk of that time either working in the media occasionally as a reporter or, as I do now, focusing on and commenting on and often critiquing the media. And I, I'm, I remember when I was originally taught reporting by my first radio boss back in 1979, uh, you're there to report the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Report the facts to the people. Let them make their own minds up. Give them some credit. And I'm going to just go on a limb, uh, John, and presume that you came up through the trade uh, yep. way back when with more or less the same philosophy in mind. Exactly. I think you summed it up succinctly. And my good friend, who I'm proud to say was an intern at Human Events, John Augustine, learned the same thing from me, yep. I think. Yep, no, John's a great guy and uh, and great friend of this broadcast, sure annual guest here as well, an occasional guest yep. singer with my band, so he's got a lot of talents out I, there. <laughs> he revealed that to me. It's funny, when we worked together, he would never share that particular uh, side of him with me. I'm going to ask him to do a solo rendition when we see each other. Yeah, uh, his his version of Lakeside Park by Rush in particular is a highlight. I ask him to do that one a cappella <laughs> if you could, John. You got so, it. Yep. So I remember when I first got into talk radio in the mid-1980s, back before the, uh, the, the Fairness Doctrine was repealed, Oh, yeah. And it's where, where you basically did your commentary fairly down the center, uh, unless you worked out some deal with your station. This was the day of the White House press corps that was, let's just say, a bit acerbic toward Ronald Reagan. But you had the idea that the likes of, of Sam Donaldson were at least operating from the same rule book that you described, you and I both starting out with. You tell the facts. You may have a point of view. You may dig a little hard for the truth. You didn't have to coddle sure. those in power. But on the other hand, you were not there to be the story yourself. When did the big change in the way uh, the, the D.C. media circle, especially the White House press corps, uh, start to, to insinuate itself into the, into the coverage of, of the nation's political news, John Gizzi? I've got a theory on this. No matter how uh, snippy Sam Donaldson was or some of the others in the press corps under Ronald Reagan, it was never outright abusive to him or nasty or to his press secretary, uh, Marlon Fitzwater, and before him, Larry Speaks. Right. Or Jim Brady, of course, was shot and never got a chance at the podium or much of a chance, I should say. Yeah. Uh, no, my theory as to when it began would be, and I can almost get it down to the exact date, 
January 21st, 2001, about the time my hard pass as a correspondent finally came through. George W. Bush had won an election, as you know, that was widely disputed. And he came in as president with a Republican-controlled House and a Senate uh, evenly divided, but with the vice president casting the deciding vote, thus a Republican Senate. Too many in the media and those who really had kept their liberal views in check, this released them. Uh, There was going to be no third Clinton term, and things were going to be reversed in many ways on issues ranging from abortion to taxes. And it was since then, even with 9-11, which should normally bring the country together under a president, regardless of party, the liberal media kept at it, firing at George W. Bush, 43rd president. And uh, it continued, and then it uh, grew and morphed uh, in a very big way under Donald Trump. Uh, They cannot stand when a Republican president comes in with numbers in Congress and is going to undo what was put in by the liberals before. But I think the idea that Bush, a religious man more conservative than his father, uh, or at least he said he was in the campaign, John Augustine might disagree with me on that, uh, won. Yep. And it was disputed. He did not win the popular vote. All of those things led to the hostile media. And you mentioned the the media's approach to Donald Trump. I want to come back to that because uh, the, the the media, and I'd love to get your uh, point of view on this in a, in a few moments here, uh, John. Sure. Gizzi. But uh, I, the 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 figure that jumps out at me is, is sort of the, the the turning point between the the media of of the Sam Donaldson era, when mm-hmm. people were acerbic and certainly left of center, but not full of rage and and, and driven by by political motivation. And the media we have today was Helen Thomas. Uh, Helen Thomas, I think, was the first person who was able to wear her bias on her sleeve and not get castigated or or get hauled on the carpet by the kind of old school editors that you and I remember, John Gizzi. Am am I right in saying that Helen Thomas was sort of the beginning of the the end of the objective, fact-based White House press corps, or, or, or does it go deeper than that? No, it goes deeper than that. And I remember Helen very well when Bush was president and she could be at her worst sometimes, uh, particularly when she was asking about the Middle East. And that, of course, is what eventually was her downfall. But I assure you, there were others, many who came up in the networks, like David Gregory, for example, (laughs) whom I knew quite well. Um, And... uh, President Bush, to his credit, uh, could laugh off a lot. He never took things too personally. He used to call Gregory Stretch. And I remember when (laughs) President Chirac of France was speaking, and Gregory began to ask him a question in French. And uh, Bush says, come on, Stretch, you know I don't speak French. (laughs) He says, just say it in English so the rest of us know uh, what you're asking. And it was all done with good nature. And I think in that sense, President Bush could be very disarming with the press. One other thing about him, uh, no matter who was there from the networks, 
who was there uh, from the print area, a la Helen Thomas. Um, President Bush never lost his temper with any of them. Yeah, he had that in common with Reagan. He had this ability to defuse and disarm uh, d- disarm that sort of treatment. By the way, yeah, David Gregor, I ran into him at the uh, at the 2008 Republican National Convention here in St. Paul, and probably the yep. one person in the media that I actually have to look up to physically, being six five myself. It's it's it was interesting running into a, a, a broadcast figure uh, who's actually I, I don't have to look down uh, a good eight inches at anyway. Uh, complete, uh, right. uh, yeah. Anyway, so so John Gizzy the. Somewhere along the line, and, and it, it, this came out, it's come out more explicitly in the last three years than I recall it, but, but the extent to which the, the D.C. press corps, especially the Capitol press corps, has turned into stenographers for the left as opposed to reporters in the old sense of the term, uh, right. has, has been, I mean, do you care to comment on, on the, the change in mission that you've seen in your time uh, in, in D.C.? Well, that's a good word, change of mission. Um, because the hard pass has been given to so many reporters without discretion uh, and without um, careful background check, unless, of course, someone works for a completely frivolous publication or, say, anti-Semitic, anti-black, something like that. Um, The idea is there's a lot of people who have the past now. Uh, Every few years, presidential press secretaries and the Secret Service try to cut back on it. But the fact is, just as the media has grown through the Internet, uh, cyberspace, the people covering the White House have grown exponentially. It's not just the networks and the wire services. It's other publication. The Huffington Pass has a hard pass right. at the White House. Um, New York Magazine uh, and their correspondent, Olivia, nice lady, but I know where she comes from. She knows where I comes from. She has a pass. Likewise, Newsmax, which only... Uh, came into existence during the Clinton years, has a hard pass now at the White House. And uh, again, when you bring in new people, you are going to have to accept the fact you will have some who are critical of the administration in power and have a very different viewpoint. Uh, If I may just go back and cite my own career, I always try to be respectful of Every press secretary, and I've been through 10 since I've had my hard pass, and every president, three in the last 20 years. Um, And I can tell you, President Obama's last press secretary, Josh Earnest, called on me with almost regularity. He used to like make me a little nervous by saying, John, I'll give you the last question, knowing I'd perspire right up to the point of the end of the press conference. But it worked out pretty well. So we're talking with John Gizzi from Newsmax. Can we keep you for one more segment? Because I want to get into the, the, the state of the media in the Trump era. Thank you very much. By the way, 651-289-4488 is the qu- uh, number to call if you have questions for John Gizzi of uh, Newsmax. And uh, that and much more when we come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
1280 The Patriot. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, I'm Kirby Screwrod. And I'm Christina, and we're realtors with REMAX Results. We have a proven system for selling your home for top dollar called the Worry-Free Listing System. The truth is our sellers sell for more money and less time, and our reviews back up the experience our clients have when they work with us. We put our sellers in control because we offer flexibility in our process and our fees. You can even sell your home yourself and pay nothing. And if you're not happy with us, then fire us. However, I know you'll be happy because our listings sell 50% faster than the market average, and most of our listings sell for full price or more. Our team helps over 500 happy clients each year. We're not trying to brag. We're applying for a job. We want to be your realtors. So if you want to sell your home for more money in less time, call our team at 612-444-1100. And don't forget to ask about our instant offer program where you can get an all-cash offer on your home in as little as 48 hours. We offer flexibility, no upfront fees, and you can cancel anytime. Kirby and Christina Skurat, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Start packing. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. Mitch Berg on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. In for Brett Carlson, who's off on assignment today. We'll both be joining you next Saturday from the ice on Medicine Lake for our annual Holes for Heroes observance, the ice fishing tournament benefiting veterans and other charities uh, here in the Twin Cities. Join us out on the lake. Hopefully it'll still be uh, ice by this time next Saturday. This is looking like an unseasonably warm week, so who knows? We might be actually uh, participating in a fishing tournament this time next week. We shall see. Hope you can join us. I'll be back next Sunday, by the way, and for Brad, who's uh, doing his traditional Super Sunday observances. We're talking with John Gizzi, who, by the way, will be appearing uh, next week, uh, not next week, next month, February 18th, Monday, mm. the 18th. Yep, almost got it right. At the legis- me. 
That's right. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> scared me too. Uh, you'll be the uh, guest of honor at the and the keynote speaker at the legislative legislative evaluation assembly twenty twenty awards banquet, which is by the way, yes, Monday the eighteenth of February at the Jimmy's Event Center up on County Road E uh, and Labor Road, just east of 35E. Social hour registration starts at 5.30, dinner at 6.30, and uh, you'll be going on right after everyone uh, gets done with the dinner. So go to lea-mn.org for details. I'll post a link at shotinthedark.info uh, if you need more details on that when we come back. So uh, John Gizzi, uh, senior uh, chief political correspondent, rather, for Newsmax, uh, a month after Donald Trump was elected and six weeks before he was inaugurated, I was listening to a broadcast on public radio right. called On the Media. It's a production of WNYC, the big public radio organ- uh, station in New York City, in which the heads of the newsroom, spokespeople for the newsrooms of the Washington Post and the New York Times, uh, got together with the host of the broadcast and said, with the election of Donald Trump, the time had come to change the fundamental rules of journalism from passing on the facts and telling the story and assuming the reader, listener, viewer has the intelligence to sort facts out for themselves and turn to a more full-time advocatory role to basically, and and the the word from the the, uh, newsroom representative for the Washington Post was to, quote, denormalize Donald Trump. So the mission has changed from reporting the news to reporting the news for, with allowance for a left of center bias to denormalizing the president. Uh, and, and I thought, well, that's that's a pretty brazen way to change the rules in midstream of these people. But there it was it's still on there on their website. Uh, I mean, I, w- your perspective John Gizzi, on the way that the mainstream, the quote elite media, not just the mainstream, but the the big dogs, have basically used their platform to declare war on the current president. Well, I don't think that's arguable at this point. And the president counters by being very selective in the interviews that he gives. Um, He is, talks often to the base through Fox News, sometimes through Newsmax, uh, although Newsmax has disagreed with him in the past. Uh, I politely but respectfully voiced, as many of my colleagues did, the disappointment that the president no longer has the daily White House briefings. Sarah Sanders, his press secretary, was starting to... uh, do quite well in the briefings, handling uh, people who attack the president and jousting with them and staying good-natured. Uh, I'm, my sources tell me the president felt that the contentious nature was not good for him, and now we wind up asking the man himself as he's prepared to board Air Force One. Was it a good idea to end the briefings? This reporter doesn't think so, because you lose the follow-up questions. Do we still have access to Donald Trump? Yes. And he can say, in all honesty, he's answered more questions of reporters than any president who started taking questions from reporters. So that's what's going on. I do think that there is a problem therein, in that, yes, the president finds that the media the big dogs, as you put it, have declared war on him. 
so he has nothing to do with him, uh, with them, and instead speaks to the base, and that's fine. But every once in a while, he'll surprise you with an interview. He sat down with the Financial Times one time, and they even said, um, we never expected to be here, to which the president replied to his guests, of course not, I won. And uh, he's spoken to the New York Times, posed for pictures with Maggie Haberman, uh, Peter Baker, and other correspondents. But that's very rare. The problem with this, Mitch, is that people are not reaching out to the other side. And it's a bigger problem in the Internet, in the sense people choose the news coverage they want. And hence we have the rancor, the disagreement, the public ruminations of people and disparate sides of an issue, and it makes for a less pleasant environment. Not just a less pleasant environment, but I I think a democracy, a representative republic, needs institutions that it can trust to, to to operate in the entire public's exactly. benefit and and I I think that especially with that uh, with with his declaration of war three years ago that the media has right. squandered a certain amount of that trust that it needs John Gizzy it's been a pleasure to have you on here we're running up against the clock here unfortunately but uh, watch out for John Gizzy in the in the pages of, of Newsmax in coming weeks uh, John and of course we will ho- look forward to seeing you February eighteenth uh, at Jimmy's events looking forward to it likewise too, and it's pleasure and uh, again go go gophers absolutely and uh, i may as well root for the gophers because uh, my north dakota state bison just had their eighth national championship in nine seasons i can yeah. pass a little magnanimity along thanks a lot john gizzy uh, he'll be at the legislative evaluation assembly uh banquet february 18th it's a monday go to lea-mn.org i'll post a link at shot in the dark.info go nowhere we'll be back with shane meckland when we come back on the sanctuary county proposal in sherbin County. Go now. Be right back. Sorcerer of death construction. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is broadcasting once again, not from our usual undisclosed bunker, but from the ice. I'm Brad Carlson, here with Mitch Berg. Join us and hundreds of others on Medicine Lake in Plymouth for our annual Holes for Heroes live broadcast. An opportunity to salute veterans and those currently serving in the armed forces. 
Find us on Medicine Lake or tune in from the comfort of home. Saturday the 1st from 1 to 3, right here on The Patriot. Thanks to Snelling Heating for sponsoring the broadcast. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. <laughs> 